BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Ford, General Motors, and several other truck manufacturers have agreed to abide by California's ban on the sale of new diesel big rigs by 2036. KQED senior climate editor Kevin Stark has more. The deal puts an industry stamp of approval on rules California solidified this year to fight air pollution and climate change. In March, the Biden administration approved California's plan to require truck makers to ramp up the sale of zero-emission heavy-duty trucks. And then in April, California banned the sale of combustion engine trucks by 2036. Those rules are likely to face legal challenges, but truck manufacturers agreed to follow them anyway and say they are committed to electrification. In exchange, California agreed to adopt the EPA's less strict rules on nitrogen oxide emissions. For the California Report, I'm Kevin Stark. Let's go to the Central Valley. After months of alarm, forecasters predict that Tulare Lake has peaked in size. That means the risk of flooding has subsided for the city of Corcoran. But there are still questions about what could have happened if floodwaters had swamped two state facilities on the outskirts of the city. Here's KVPR's Kerry Klein with a closer look. Live at six. Happening now, historic flooding could lead to years of recovery in Kings County. Acres. It was mid-March, the week of St. Patrick's Day. And just like the snowmelt surging out of the Sierra Nevada, the news of the flooding came in torrents. It was just every day, all day, the flooding and the flooding and these levees. That's Joseph, one of 8,000 men incarcerated within Corcoran's two state prisons. He's got a 15-inch television in his bunk bed, which he had tuned to the news. It was ABC 30. That's what I watch every morning. Joseph isn't his name. He's using an alias for fear of retaliation. He's incarcerated at the substance abuse treatment facility known as SADF, and he's speaking out against the administration. Back in March, it was unclear whether the levee that surrounds Corcoran would keep the rising floodwaters at bay. And yet, for weeks, Joseph says admins never acknowledged the potential for flooding or explained what to do in case of an emergency. It's concerning to me not knowing what will happen, not knowing that if we are required to evacuate, is it going to be at a minute's notice? KVPR has since learned that emergency plans for the state's prisons are years out of date. And even though the State Department of Corrections, known as CDCR, is preparing new ones, they've shared few details. And so even though flooding is now unlikely, some wonder if these prisons were prepared for an emergency and if they'll be ready the next time, as climate and rainfall become more unpredictable. This is not a question of if this will happen, it's when. 
Eric Henderson is a public policy grad student at UCLA. He recently co-authored a report that raises concerns about CDCR's lack of transparency when it comes to emergency planning. He says withholding those plans from the people affected can be dangerous. And that not only puts incarcerated people in harm's way, it also puts community members and the resources from our state in harm's way as well. Henderson says he and his co-authors want to be reassured that inmates would be safe in an emergency evacuation. For instance, would inmates with medical needs get priority? And what would happen to personal belongings like legal papers? In an email statement, CDCR spokesperson Mary Jimenez said the prisons are well-stocked with medical supplies. She also said inmates could pack up and send their belongings. But her agency has denied requests for the emergency plans themselves, citing security concerns. Attorney David Loy with the nonprofit First Amendment Coalition says even if some parts of a report are exempt from public view, the rest of the document is not, like the table of contents and publication date. Anything which is subject to disclosure in a document must be disclosed, even if other parts of that document can be redacted and withheld. CDCR has confirmed to KVPR that newer plans have been written but not yet published. To Michael, another inmate at SADF, the outdated plans and lack of transparency are a reason to think the incarcerated population is being overlooked. And even when Governor Gavin Newsom pledged millions to bolster the levy that protects Corcoran, Michael never heard concern for incarcerated men, only for the prohibitive costs of evacuating them. I think they admitted it. It's about the money. It would cost too much money to move everybody. It's shocking. Michael hopes he never has to learn what the consequences of evacuating his prison would be. For The California Report, I'm Carrie Klein in Fresno. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. And finally, from time to time this summer, we're talking to Californians about how they're spending their summer months. Today, we head to the Venice Beach Boardwalk. It's a place that's long been popular with street performers, and it's where I met musician Eric Gray, who's a fixture on the boardwalk. He talked about the importance of the summer season to both his art and finances. 
The summer is like, it's a whole new vibe. It's like you can feel it in the air and it's like a lot of people are around. The people are more happy. The kids are out playing. So, so actually there's more donations for me. You know, more tips and stuff for me. So summertime is a good time. It's especially for musicians, street musicians, because trust me, I'm out here in the winter time too. And it's cold and it can get, you know, a little less money. So, you know, there's more donations in the summertime and it's like, I don't have to bundle up and my fingers as a guitar player, it's not, you know, you know, getting cold and stuff like that. So I really enjoy the summertime. I really wait on it, you know, I really anticipate it. You think the music sounds better, just a little bit better in the summer? With some ice cream and, you know, and some bikinis. And <laughs> well, can you take us out with some music? Sure. It would be an honor to play for you. This one is off my album, and it's perfect for the summer, and it's called Time to Fly. Time to Fly, all right. And that is the California Report for Friday, July 7th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Holly J. McDeed, Izzy Bloom, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. Again, from Venice Beach, that's musician Eric Gray helping us close out our show. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food on the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night. Knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. 
This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!